The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Okay, uh, welcome, uh, Stu. Welcome back uh, for, for, I guess, me. I guess Stu was uh, here last week. We want to thank our sponsor today. It is uh, Brick House. Brick House uh, wanted to remind you that superfoods aren't always super. You have to really look at the labeling on them because sometimes, you know, if you see something that says supplement facts, that means it's made from extracts and not real food. Superfood is actual food. Hmm. It's an interesting concept. Yeah. yeah. You come when up with you that one the, yourself? Or? Yeah. When you, when you have the okay. word food in it. Mm-hmm. It should it usually should, be food. It okay. should be food. It's an interesting line you're drawing there. Yes. Yeah, but especially this week after, if you ate like I did over the past four or five days, about. you probably want your vegetables. Field of Greens mm-hmm. is what uh, Brickhouse Nutrition has come out with, yeah. making your vegetables easy to get to. You don't have to deal with downing tons of broccoli. You just have a scoop of this and whatever you're eating, it's great. BrickhouseGlenn.com is the place to go. Use promo code Glenn, you get 15% off your first order. It's BrickhouseGlenn.com. So much to talk about. BrickhouseGlenn.com. Glenn Beck. Yesterday, after we were told by the press that this was not going to happen, this was not, that, that Donald Trump was just juicing the election, that these migrants would never arrive here. Yesterday, an estimated 1,000 migrants from the infamous migrant caravan stormed the border like invaders. They threw rocks and bottles at U.S. border agents. In response, our agents fired tear gas at the crowd, which gave the media the drama they had been craving. So they could write lines like this from the Associated Press, quote, children screamed and coughed in the mayhem of the tear gas, end quote. The headline might as well have been Evil America Tear Gases Babies. I've told you, I, I believe I said this on Fox. I know we started to actually predict that this was coming within a year uh, this spring. What is happening right now? is the Palestinian state is being made on our border and the United States of America will be made into Israel. Yesterday morning, a group of Central Americans who were just fed up with the conditions in the migrant camps in Tijuana held a rally urging the United States to speed up its asylum claims process. Currently, the U.S. is processing 60 to 100 migrant asylum applications per day. However, as the march veered toward the border, around 1,000 people decided to make a break for it. They pushed past a Mexican police blockade and tried to squeeze through wire and scale fences. As a result, the U.S. temporarily closed its border crossings between San Diego and Tijuana. Now, apparently, a lot of the migrants' impatience stems from a pending deal between the U.S. and Mexico over how we're going to deal with the asylum seekers. In the past, asylum seekers have been allowed to remain in the U.S. while their cases are processed in the U.S. courts. However, the Trump administration wants the caravan to stay in Mexico while their cases are processed. Gee, that makes sense, because if we make Mexico do that, maybe Mexico will worry about their own southern border yesterday's protesters 
They hope to make their asylum case in person to U.S. agents before this potential deal takes effect. Now, it sounds all heart-wrenching, but the fact remains that the 1,000-plus migrants who rushed the border yesterday are trying to uh, expedite the legal process by breaking the law. Sorry. There is no magic wand. There's no solution for an immigration crush like this. Yes, the asylum application process is going to be slow, especially when a mob of 6,000 people show up at the border at the same time. Most other countries would be just as slow or slower, unless they were coming from the Middle East. And we've seen how great that's worked out. Frankly, most countries would close their border and turn this caravan around a long time ago. Here's the truth. America is not heartless, but it is, at least for the time being, still governed by the rule of law. What is it these people are trying to get to America for? I contend the rule of law. Their countries are lawless. We cannot help other people who are trying to escape lawlessness by becoming lawless ourselves. Trying to crash through the border fence is not the way you immigrate to the U.S. It is the way you invade the U.S. It's Monday, November 26th. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Man, there is so much to go over today. Uh, I don't even know where we begin. On the border thing, can we have the Jim Acosta audio? Do you remember um, when last we spoke, we were still talking about Jim Acosta and what he said to the president and how he was kicked out, etc., etc. I want you to listen to what he was talking about, because what he was talking about was the migrant crisis. And this is a fascinating thing that's happened because you had the migrant caravan coming. It was a big deal. And what we heard from the media was not whether this was a danger or whether this was real or what the causes of it were or how we should deal with it. It was Donald Trump is basically just talking about this because of the elections coming up. So they they all start covering it. Then right after the election... Uh, their coverage goes away. And the only thing they talk about is now that the elections passed, Donald Trump doesn't care about it. Conservative media doesn't care about the caravan. Then this morning, people are talking about the uh, caravan again because there's people running across our border and climbing fences. And what do we get? Do you believe these conservatives? They are still obsessed with this caravan. I thought you said it was only an election issue. I mean, obviously, that's not true if you're complaining about how much they're covering it today. And you also told us that it wasn't even going to arrive. Listen to Jim Acosta from CNN on the migrant caravan. This is what was forgotten. This is what got him kicked out. Listen. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. I wanted to challenge you on, on one of the statements that you made in the tail end of the campaign uh, in, in the midterms. That here, this, here we go. That, well, if let's you don't go, mind, Mr. President, that this caravan was an invasion. As you know, I, Mr. President, I consider it to be an as invasion. As you know, Mr. President, the caravan was not an invasion. It's a, it's a, a group of migrants moving up from Central America towards the border with the U.S. Thank you for telling and me that. I why, why, did you, why did you characterize it as such? 
Uh, because I consider it an invasion. You and I have a difference of opinion. But do you think that you demonized immigrants in not this election no, to try I to want keep them, I want them to come into the country, but they have to come in legally. You know, they have to come in, Jim, through a process. I want it to be a process. And I want people to come in, and we need right. the people. Your you campaign, wait, your campaign. Wait, wait. You know why we need the people, don't you? Because we have hundreds of companies moving in. We need the people. But your campaign had an ad showing migrants climbing over walls and well, so on. Well, that's true. It, it, but they it, weren't actors. They're not going to be doing they that. They weren't actors. Mm. Well, no, it's true. Do you think they were actors? They weren't actors. They didn't come from Hollywood. Right. These, were, these were people. This was an actual, you know, it happened a few days ago. And uh, they're hundreds of miles away, though. They're hundreds and hundreds of miles away. That's not an invasion. Honestly, Uh, I think you stop for a second. (laughs) I just wanted to ask Jim Acosta, who is right here? Who is right here? Because you you asked the question and the president told you, well, we have a difference of opinion. And so you started to name your facts. Well, they're hundreds of miles away. They're hundreds and hundreds of miles away. Well, they're here now. You also said they were not going to be climbing walls. Well, they're doing that. So which is it, CNN? Which is it? And if you don't think a thousand people trying to rush our border is an invasion, what do you call it? People coming here, standing in line, being cool. Yes, it's going to take a while, but I'm going to be cool because I can't go back home That's not an invasion, but people trying to rush the border, a thousand of them. And if you think this is the end of it, you're mistaken. This is the beginning. I I just want you to understand that this is a Marxist utopia. If you think these, quote, migrants are really ever going to go away, I think you're mistaken. I I have this sneaking suspicion that these people are going to be kept in limbo, that these people will be kept in Mexico instead of having Mexico saying, we're not going to have this this separate community here. You guys have to go back. They will keep them there and they will keep them there. Why? Because we will have a new Palestinian state. We will have a new crisis on our hand. And it will be about the U.S. border. And the United States will finally receive the treatment that Israel has been receiving the entire time. And if you don't believe me, read the headlines of how the press covered this. We were gassing babies. No, We were stopping a thousand people who we have no idea who they were from coming across the border. Now, I understand if you're a mom and you wanted to get your child here. I understand that. But what responsible mother stands in a crowd and chooses the 1,000 that are going to storm the gates? What responsible mother? There is none. There is none. You can say, I'm a responsible mother. I'm a responsible parent. I did make this trip, this, this migrant. You might not understand it, but things are so bad for me. But you cannot tell me that if that was the situation with you and you were with your children, 
that you would say, yeah, I'm going to not wait. I'm going to rush the border. You wouldn't do it. You would not do it. No responsible adult would do it. You cannot tell me also on the other side that if you were in Honduras and you were told America is just going to take you and they're going to take your kids and you're going to have a life in America, you cannot tell me if that's what you believed and uh, you knew America had a porous border and they didn't care. You can't tell me you wouldn't go, especially if it was dangerous in your community because of drugs or whatever. There was no rule of law. you damn right. I'd get my kids out of Honduras and I'd walk. But I would not rush the border. Because I would think, well, that were really going to hurt my chances. I mean, you want to talk about living in the shadows. That's really going to hurt my chances of getting in legally. I have a legitimate case. I just need to be heard. I'll stand in line here. You know that's what you would do, and I would do, and any decent person would do. You wouldn't rush the border like that, especially with a baby in your arms. So I am sorry. I am the guy who got my ass kicked by a lot of people for showing compassion to the people on the border. So I am the same guy that says, these are people, and we need to have compassion However, when you cause your own problems, when you're running with your baby to rush a border, to break a law, to hope that you're just going to have the border guard, I don't know, shoot rubber bullets at someone else. I'm sorry. There's a process. You violated it. I, I, I can't have sympathy. I can feel bad for you because you're so unbelievably misguided. But I'm sorry, the, the tears for your plight, no, they don't come. The tears for the plight of your ch- young child because of what you are doing? Yeah, I feel bad for the child. But the child is just with a bad parent, in my humble opinion. Sponsor this half hour is Blinds.com. Holidays about gratitude, family, and a fresh start. Blinds.com would like to help you out on the last one. Perfect time to transform the look of your home in one of the easiest and most affordable ways possible with brand new made-to-order custom blinds from Blinds.com. If you are are tired of looking at the windows, if if you are looking at your house and you're like, it just looks so outdated or so crappy right now, you will not believe the difference that window treatments or updated blinds will make. It's unbelievable it will transform everything and it is the least expensive thing you can do to make the biggest impact we can we've worked with the design experts they're free you can call them up and just send them pictures you can facetime with them uh if you know exactly what you want you can get them at blinds.com you get free samples free shipping and free online design consultation and now through the 28th you're going to get up to 45 percent off everything at blinds.com 
but that's with the promo code back, and it only lasts until the 28th of this month. Go now, everything, 45% off at blinds.com, and if you use the promo code back, going to throw an additional 5% off. Blinds.com, promo code back, rules and restrictions to apply. Where do we where do we where do we begin where do we begin uh we've got the border happening we have russia and the ukraine i have a really bad feeling that uh 2019 is going to be the year can we just now lock that in as our end of year conversation i feel like every Every year we're now like, ah, gosh, remember when, how great 2017 felt? <laughs> like, yeah. We just, every year, it seems like the next year is getting like, crazier and worse. No, but I think this that's is not right. We have in reality in some there, ways. There are so many things that are happening right now. Uh, Ukraine is under martial law today, and that's only because of an election. Um, uh, but Ukraine is under martial law. The, the Russian, uh, the Russians, uh, seized Ukrainian ships, mm-hmm. fired on them, killed, I think, five Ukrainian soldiers. So that's heating up. The, uh, the prime minister or president of, uh, of Poland said the United States is the only guarantee that we have for any security yeah. uh, of not being invaded by the Russians. We need the Americans. You have riots in France. Uh, once, by, by the way, once on, going back to the Poland thing for a second, once again, showing something we've noticed and talked about many times on this show, and that a lot of people in the media go after Trump for his rhetoric about Russia, but his actions about Russia are pretty hawkish. I mean, when you were on, when you were gone last week, they announced another massive uh, bust up of a financial network supporting everything from Hezbollah to Hamas through Syria involving Russia and Iran. Um, and again, you know, over and over again, we've seen this where he, where Trump might in in press conferences and interviews say things about Putin that make you squirm a little bit. His actions, at least the administration's actions on Russia, have not been weak. They have been pretty freaking strong, and I, I feel like the media uh, ignores that because they like the sort of narrative of with the investigation going on mm-hmm. and when with. Uh, you know, they like the idea that, you know, he's friendly to this sort of dictator, dictator type of figure. But I mean, he is Putin cannot be happy with Donald Trump. He cannot be happy with the way that this has happened. There's been a lot of sanctions. There's been a lot of pressure. This is yet another example of this. Poland is, is, a, is, is a good example of it as well. We've seen a lot of this going on uh, and it doesn't get pointed out enough. I think that uh, Russia is testing the West right now and seeing if NATO is going to stand and how tough we're going to be. Um, I, Russia, is, Russia is on the move. And you have riots in Paris. You have marches in Spain. You have Brexit happening. You have Donald Trump with the FBI report that is, is coming out. You have new news coming out of China now that 11 million people have already been sanctioned. 11 million 
people. That's only, yeah, and that's only one batch of it. It was 11 million people have been blocked from taking flights already because of the social credit system. Another, I believe it's 4 million, have been blocked from taking uh, high-speed rail. And another 3 million have been blocked from upgrading their rail. So they wanted business class and were not able to purchase it because they did something the state deemed negative. This is the new social credit system that uh, China is helping Maduro build now in Venezuela to give total control over the citizens. Yeah. This is 1984. It's here. It's here. And it it, it doesn't actually officially start until 2020. In Beijing, it'll be in 2020. And that's when it that's that's when it's lights out for China. New York Times has a big story on this today. Um, and oh, do they now? Yeah, they do. And like again, as I might, com- we might complain about it, but I mean, I'm glad that at least yeah, they're looking too. at it in some way. I guess I, I just I, I'm I'm very frustrated when people uh, like me are called a conspiracy theorist. And then the Caliphate podcast comes out. And then the Caliphate yeah. podcast comes <laughs> done by out the New from, York Times. Yes. It's like the number one podcast in America. Yes, um, they're talking about the the unspoken bargain uh, citizens have with the Communist Party. The government promises a good life to anyone who works hard, even the children of peasants. In exchange, they stay out of politics, look away when pro- protesters climb onto rooftops, and accept the propaganda posters plastered across the city. Unbelievable! That's a scary world. Back in a minute. just forget about the world for just a few weeks can we just have fun for a few weeks can we do that yes cyber monday uh if you're thinking about uh, christmas gifts i i see this pat gray unleashed mug mm-hmm. is available <clears throat> where is this at glenbeck.com or the blaze shop shop dot the blaze. Dot com. shop dot the blaze okay. mm-hmm. do you see the jeffy mm-hmm. one there's a great yes. shoe in the fat with jeff fisher where's uh, the glenbeck mug Nah, they didn't I don't think they have one. I don't think they have a one. sell. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have one. Just no one, no interest, no, no demand. Interest. No, really? nobody wanted one. So you yeah. know what is selling? Uh, so shockingly, a lot is the one piece blaze swimsuit. Yeah, that's weird. That is, that's weird. I mean, that's I weird. saw that on the side. They they mm-hmm. showed me all the stuff that they were gonna you know launch. It's weird that we a did ago. a swimsuit. I know that doesn't seem like, like us, but I know. And I was like, but it is one piece, you know. So mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, still it's modest. But I was like, I looked Ish. at that. And I went, who's gonna buy a blaze swimsuit? Like apparently a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Apparently a lot of people. Very so interesting. All kinds of new product. There is the uh, there mm-hmm. is the Glenn Beck, and this one I didn't approve, and. uh Surprisingly, I, I didn't see this until somebody sent me something after I had left the office. Uh, have you seen the new Glenn Beck mug? I have not. No. And the T-shirt and the pillow, which apparently is also selling. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if I want to meet you if you buy the pillow. I'm not sure. Well, that's not nice. It is mm. the. Uh, it is. It is the bucket of chicken with my face on. <laughs> oh man, I bet that sounds like crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So that's the that's yeah. the mug is the bucket of chicken <laughs> with me as Colonel Sanders. Uh, and, people do and associate the, you with fried foods. Yes, yeah. I know. And mm-hmm. the and, and the KFC as a matter the of pillow fact. and the t-shirts and all of it is there's available a, now at the Blaze. There's a flashback uh, t-shirt too of you and me, Glenn Pat days. Um, yeah. That's that's oh, that I t-shirt. saw that. Mm, I think it's from whatever, maybe our first promotional photo shoots. It is. So it yeah, was. The first so you can get that. And Glenn looks like Baltimore. he's eleven years old. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's it's pre Colonel Sanders days. I'll say. Definitely pre Colonel Sanders ponytail day. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. That was mm-hmm. a long time. Long ago. time ago. The flashback uh, t-shirt might have even available. been pre ponytail. I think. 
No, I don't. That's think. how far back it is. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Um, welcome, Pat. How was your weekend? It was uh, rocky. It was rocky. It was football rocky. Oh, okay. yeah. It was sorry about that. that. Thanksgiving was great. Yeah, was it? Thanksgiving was great. Yeah, that's yeah. what we'll focus on. We'll Every, focus on the positives. Everybody was there, and mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. not everybody, but many. The many BYU uh, issues is oh, good I think, gosh. What you're, oh my gosh, there was a BYU Utah situation, Glenn, that you should know about as yeah. a friend of Pat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, may have may have hurt may have hurt the few days off there. Oh, good gosh, that crushed me. It just <laughs> we're up twenty to nothing at the half and twenty seven seven late in the third quarter and lost. So yeah, that was painful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Time to fire the coaches. Is Whole that? staff. Whole staff. <laughs> Bye-bye. <Okay>. Bye-bye. <laughs> Sucks. All right. So anyway, um, I'm glad to see that there's nobody at the border. You know, that the, the, we're all conspiracy theorists. Because these guys, this well, caravan's Jim, thousands of miles from the border. That's what, Jim, that's what Jim Acosta said to the president. Yeah, John, come on. And they're why de- are you demonizing them? You're showing pictures of them climbing <clears throat> fences. That's they're not, not going to climb they're fences. They're not going to climb fences. They're applying for asylum. They sound like this guy. Uh, remember this guy from the past? They are not near. Don't believe them. They are nowhere. This is silly. <laughs> Remember Baghdad Bob? That's uh, right. That's Jim Acosta now. Jim Acosta is stinking Baghdad Bob. They are not near the border. They are nowhere. This is silly. <laughs> Who's that on the fences then? Who are those people? What are they? They are just fairies? good children. Just good children. Okay, I have They're babies. This is crazy. Um, a, uh, a, a boy was introduced into the eighth grade and he was presented to the class as a 15 year old boy born in Iran, had an amazing life story. You really have to hear about it. Uh, he's just claimed asylum in the UK and he's 15 and his brother is 12 and, uh, And uh, and they're here now because they are refugees. And as we know, England Mm. said uh, child refugees can remain if they are full time education, if they if they are there and in school age appropriate. So this 12 and 15 year old uh, (laughs) went in and uh, and they uh, they're you know, they're in math. However, one of the kids uh, said he looks 30 because he had a full beard. He's in the eighth grade. Okay. He has a full beard. Okay. Uh-huh. And if you see the pictures of Are him. you say that's unusual for uh, a 12 yeah, to 15 yeah, year old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, and okay. if you look at him, he's hmm. clearly 30. Okay. His 12-year-old brother is 25. All right. The kid uh, was punished. And the kid that was reprimanded at school for being racist because... He stated the obvious. This guy's 30. <laughs> Look at him. He's 30. Oh, my goodness. The parents are beside themselves. School's not backing down. And the government is, is supporting. And this You've is. got to be kidding. No, this is what's coming. We are told wow. to deny what we see. Wow. <laughs> this is. Wow. I mean, this is Rudyard Kipling's uh, poem where, you know, wishes are horses and. And pigs have wings. I mean, we are told mm-hmm. what to think, what to say, and to deny all reality. It's it's the global warming thing. Have uh-huh. you have you seen what the global warming, uh, what the new solution is? Yeah, uh, the aerosol yeah. spray mm-hmm. into the atmosphere. <laughs> We're going to dim the sun. Dim the sun. Yeah. Dim the sun. Dim the sun. 
And I think that was a Simpsons plot, was it not? It didn't was. Mr. Mr. Burns, Burns, He technically, he blocked out the sun. Right. Um, but yes, so he didn't dim it. He completely blocked mm-hmm. it out. But mm-hmm. that was the plot, yes, in the, all right, by so, Mr. Burns. So if I'm not mistaken, all of the money and all of the things that we've done to stop global warming, what they're saying is now if we want to stop it, we have to do more of that stuff, except in the opposite direction. Right, because they passed mm-hmm. all these regulations on power plants to stop this exact stuff they now want to spray into. Yeah, didn't didn't they ban aerosols? Yeah, they went, yeah. and now they want to spray aerosols into the atmosphere to block the sun. To block the sun. And remember, this is so reminiscent of the thing they never want to talk about, which is they wanted to spread black soot on the poles to melt the ice back in the seventies because they were so worried about global cooling. And by the way, that was in Time magazine. I don't Newsweek. remember which Yeah, it was Newsweek. Yeah, Newsweek. Yeah. I don't remember which book it's in of mine, but it's in one of our books. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's arguing with idiots, I think. Yeah, or, or an inconvenient book, one of the two. Yeah. It is crazy. It is crazy. And we're supposed to deny it. Oh, here's another thing we're supposed to not notice. Paris riots. Oh, I love this one. Oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So the the, the the press is only talking about this climate change report. They're not talking about the climate change report. All they're talking about is how the White House dumped it on Black Friday, and they're not talking about it. So the press isn't really talking about it either. They're just talking about how Donald Trump is not talking about it. Because they're obsessed with him. Right. Obsessed. Obsessed. So nobody's actually talking about what the report says. But at the same time, they're showing the riots in Paris, which I I love. I mean, who doesn't love a great riot? It's a beautiful place to riot. If you're going to riot, place. it's mm-hmm. one of the most spectacular places. Especially the places. That's a yeah. beautiful area. Yeah, to, it really is. Okay? I mean, it's a magical city mm-hmm. to riot in. So why are they rioting? Well, the first thing is rising gas prices. Well, no, that's not right. That's it's actually because they're plummeting. The oil prices yes. are plummeting around the world. Yeah, right 35% now. in seven weeks. That's mm. pretty weird mm. uh, and not a good thing. So first it was gas prices. Then if you read a little bit more, you'll see that it's taxes on, on the gas, gas prices. Huh. Mm-hmm. Then if you read a little more, you will see that it's Macron's taxes on gas to be able to curb global warming and to pour that money into alternative energies. Jeez. And nobody in the press is talking about it. Instead, they all covered Cortez say, coming out and saying, we need a new deal. We need a new green new deal. Yeah, she wants to go 100% renewable energy to get rid of the uh, global warming problem. Right. It's, that's what's so entertaining here. It's like this is mm-hmm. France is just implementing a bit of what people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez are suggesting. France! And the entire country is in, ra- in riots over it. Right. France! It looks like a war zone in Paris. Yeah. Looks like a, an actual war zone. The Democrats, it's, if there are sensible Democrats over there, and they're looking at who they're going to run. We went through this list of candidates on Friday. Mm-hmm. The, the 40 candidates that they are now talking about that may very well be running for the Democratic nomination. There's a few on there I think they left off. And many of them are what I would just kind of classify as climate activists. People like Tom Steyer, yeah. who is you know spent mm-hmm. you know you know and billions. He's almost for sure going to run. It does seem like he is going to run. Now, one of his five platforms. You missed this, Glenn. One of his five platforms was he guarant- he's guaranteeing health. <laughs> now that is a winning platform. If you can guarantee people's health, right? Not health care. He's guaranteeing health. 
And, you know, that's pretty good. I got to say, there hasn't been a candidate since Jesus. No cancer. I was going to say, I don't think Jesus (laughs) is. He didn't guarantee guarantee that. He at least. Jesus was like, I'm going to help you, but not you. Yeah. So he didn't guarantee <laughs> health. He at least healed some people. <laughs> he healed Steyer's going to up that program wow. quite a bit and guarantee your health, wow. uh, which is interesting. But he's just a climate activist. These guys have been, uh, there's a bunch of them looking to run that are running as climate as issue number one. Look at how this plays out around the world. Mm-hmm. Not only does it damage your economy in the long term, but you try to implement a policy like a massive gas tax to stop global warming, your country goes into riots this is not a... This, Ask the French. This is a gift to Donald the Trump. French. The you French! Say, the French! They should be totally and completely uh, familiar and, and excited about it, yeah. right? So I they have... Sh- they so, should love this. So I have a theory, and, 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 the, and here's my theory. There are two Americas. There are the Americas, the, the Americans uh, and those who live in the America <laughs> that the press and the politicians create. Mm-hmm. Where they're just yapping and yelling at each other and they're just speaking nonsense. And no, that's that's not a 30 year old boy. What are you talking about? No, they're not climbing the 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 uh, border walls. That's not happening. This is not a problem. There's that. And then there's the rest who are just kind of sitting around going, look at these people. And they mm-hmm. just haven't hit the point to where they're like, OK, guys, knock this crap off. And I don't know what it's going to take for them to rise up. I think that that was what the Donald Trump movement was, Mm -hmm. is enough people standing up and saying, knock this crap off. But I don't Mm -hmm. think it's finished. I don't think it's finished. Well, because they haven't knocked this crap off yet. Yeah. I mean, you go through those candidates. They are not upping. They're doubling down on this which and, i think i said would oh, happen you're right and and this is going to be and a lot of them are just saying socialism is the way to go mm-hmm. i mean there are several candidates who are just avowed socialists and so they're taking off the mask and just running as such real quick did you great. did you hear the uh, interview i did with uh what's his name is it bob spitz spitz mm-hmm. uh who wrote a new book called reagan it was a fascinating interview i was listening to it on the way to the airport uh and i had it playing on in the car and uh the uh my kids were in the car and they actually asked we got out to get some food you know blah 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 we come back in the car and they ask can we listen to more of that it's a wow. fascinating interview with a guy who started out not liking ronald reagan at all yeah he didn't write it with the idea that it was going to be a positive book right well, no, he, he was trying to find the real Reagan. Yeah. And he had no appreciation for him at all. In fact, didn't like him. And, and you know, you but read. He was, was he neutral kind of going into it or was no, he anti? Um, he personally was mm. anti, but he was mm. just looking for the truth because mm. he was like, you know, half the country loves this guy. So who is he? And it's a fascinating look. If you read the book, it, it looks like it was written by a fan. The guy ends up really liking him. And saying, you know, he, the stories that he's telling and the insight on Reagan is so great. It was a podcast on Saturday. Wherever you get your podcast, just look for the Glenn Beck podcast. It's Saturday's episode on Reagan, and it is really great. And by the way, if you're there, you know somebody loves Reagan. The book is called Reagan uh, by uh, Bob Spitz. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking Mark Spitz. Um, but it's Bob Spitz. It might have been cool if 
If Mark Spitz had if Mark Spitz would have yeah, would have been cool would have written that book yeah that would be that'd be cool <laughs> that would be cool yeah yeah okay Pat Gray and from Pat Gray Unleashed thank you so much for joining us sir all right Secret Service has issued a warning that crooks are using the uh, United States Postal Service informed delivery service what the for what is that? what is the f- hmm? informed delivery. Do you even know what that is? I don't know. Um, I, I guess it uh, lets you view scanned images of incoming mail for some reason. I, I... Okay, yeah. So that they scan the address and stuff, so you know when stuff is coming. So if someone if someone takes it off your, you know, if there's a delivery you're okay. expecting, you kind of can have an idea that it's on its way. Well, seven people have been arrested. Hmm. They were stealing credit cards from mailboxes over, you know, after signing up uh, as those um, uh, after looking on who's signing up on the uh, website for the Postal Service. Hmm. They're doing there are so many ways for people to hack into our lives, especially right now. We are shopping online. I think I think Friday was bigger online than Cyber Monday last year. And bigger, it may have been bigger online than it was actually in the brick and mortar stores as well. Mm. I mean, it's we are doing everything online now. LifeLock Identity Theft Protection now has the power of Norton security, and this is really important. Nobody can prevent all identity theft, or you know, or cyber crime, or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But no matter the season, and they're working overtime now, LifeLock with Norton Security is the right choice to help for the threats that you might miss on your own. Uh, before you buy anything today online, I would highly recommend you go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. You'll get an additional 15% off your first year. Promo code BECK, 15% off now with the promo code BECK at LifeLock.com. Cyber Monday, the economy, war with Russia, all of it still yet to come on the Glenn Beck program. Stand by. Yeah, can we? <laughs> let me tell you about uh, Relief Factor. You know, the one thing the pain uh, is not relieved uh, from Relief Factor is the pain in your butt mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, you know, people like Stu uh create for me every day but relief factor has helped me alleviate pain i've been taking almost a year now take it every single day uh it stops the inflammation in your body and it makes a huge huge difference 70 percent of the people who try this order more month after month after month because it works it works and they have the 20 dollars three week uh quick start yeah. which is give it a shot see if it works for you if it doesn't you know the worst you're out 20 bucks but that's certainly a good risk for getting your life back yeah i'll take that yeah. i'll take that shot if you are at the point where you're like i can't take the pain anymore i want you to go to relieffactor.com 100 natural drug free it is relieffactor.com relieffactor.com glenn beck so does history really repeat itself Well, if this concept is true, then we might be in for some seriously dark days. In 1918, the world celebrated the uh, end of World War I. That was the war to end all wars. But uh, it didn't end. In fact, it caused another great war. Kinetic war with Germany merely 
paused, giving way to a devastating economic war that effectively galvanized the Germans into something much, much more frightening. This year is the 80th anniversary of the Munich Agreement when the Western world appeased a monster, giving Hitler a collective pass for annexing the uh, Sudetenland. Uh, now, this was in Czechoslovakia. If you remember, how did he how did he annex it? What did he say to the world? He said, well, there's a lot of Germans that live there. This is really German land anyway. And all these Germans that live there, they want to be a part of of Germany. And it's just a small sliver of land. And so people said, let him have it. But appeasement only encouraged the storm to come. The Great War to end all wars never ended in 1918. It raged from 1914 to 1945. But consider this. Did the true Cold War ever end? The West declared victory in 1991. But I can't help but see the parallels between 1991 and 1918. Like Germany in 1918, Russia dealt with a very, uh, very, we were dealt a, 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 a very similar blow to Russia. NATO expanded, pushed into the Balkans against Moscow's wishes. We, the Iron Curtain came down, the Ukraine went away, Poland, Georgia, et cetera, et cetera. Kremlin went through severe economic disorder, molding it into what we now see today. In 2014, Russia pulled off its own Sudetenland annexation with the seizures of Crimea and Ukraine. The West didn't do anything. We paused. And because we didn't do anything, uh, Putin went in to seize eastern Ukraine. Now, remember, the Ukraine is where the famine happened. They killed seven million people in a year. Uh, they don't like the Russians. They have a memory of what the Russians did. But the Russians said at the time, well, these are a lot of Russians in the Ukraine. Why were there a lot of Russians? Because they couldn't get the Ukrainian people to calm down and they couldn't get them to comply. And so they sent thousands and thousands of Russians into the Ukraine to try to make it more into a Soviet state. So those are Russians there. The world continued to pause even when he went into eastern Ukraine, turned a blind eye today 10,000 Ukrainians have died in this ignored, invisible war. 10,000, and no one talks about it. No one even wants to acknowledge that it's going on. And given the silence of the world, Russia pushes on. Yesterday, Russia fired and seized three Ukrainian naval ships. Multiple Ukrainian sailors have been wounded. I think five are dead. And now they have blockaded the Azov Sea. Now, this is the financial hub for the Ukraine. The Ukrainian military is on high alert. All ships have been put to sea. Today, their parliament is voting to initiate martial law, which was called for by the Ukrainian president. Now, the Ukrainian president is currently going through an election. Elections are never a time to mess around with countries because people do what they have to do to win. We are dangerously close to a breakout of a much larger conflict. All it takes is one escalation. 
cooler heads must prevail. But Ukraine's president might be looking for a statement because of the election campaign in which he is losing. What he does next is anyone's guess. The U.N. Security Council has called an emergency meeting today. Both the EU and NATO have urged restraint. Meanwhile, the U.S. State Department and President Trump have been eerily silent. Is history repeating itself? Are we appeasing Russia? Do we even have a choice when dealing with a nuclear power in their own backyard? The next 24 to 48 hours may tell us a lot. It's Monday, November 26th. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, welcome to the program. Today, I, uh, so I, I started writing a list of the books that I have read this year that I thought, you know, people might be interested in. It ended up being four pages. I was shocked at, I was shocked at the number. So you only read four pages all year? That's, uh, that's going to be a short. Uh, I know. I know. Four pages of books? Four pages just of, of names of books. Hmm. Um, but I wanted to bring this up here because there is one that you really need to read. And it is... Um, Hop on pop. The, the Rise of the Fourth <laughs> Political Theory by Alexander Dugan. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's... Because uh, the theory is like there's capitalism... There's socialism, right? There's fascism. Communism. There's communism, capitalism. No, co- yeah, communism, communism, capitalism, fascism. Fascism. And this is and this fourth. is the fourth. He says all three of those fail. We need a fourth. Mm-hmm. And he has the fourth. And when you read it, you will understand what Russia is doing. And it is terrifying. It is literally end of days stuff. He is mixing this, and this is the guy who has designed the Ukrainian or Crimean uh, policy for Putin. He is literally mixing in end-of-times theology. So he is, and he's not a religious dude, but he knows Russians are. And so he's mixing in the end of days. We have to bring about a global bloodbath to bring about the end of days so we can restart in this new fourth political theory where Russia will rule the world. It's terrifying. Mm. It's terrifying. Uh, may I just a quick point against yeah. Alexander Dugan here about capitalism failing? Yeah. So an American high school student who works 15 hours a week mm-hmm. and makes a minimum wage mm-hmm. is among the top 20% of wage earners in the world. And capitalism's failed? You're telling me it's failed after that? A a high school student, again, 15 hours a week, minimum wage, top 20% of wage earners in the world. I mean, you know, again, we are so blessed to live here of all the problems that we have. We're just throwing it away. And and it's it's not just throwing it away. It's a lot of people who are intentionally trying to destroy it like Alexander Dugan. Um, by the way, I saw, speaking of capitalism, I saw this story today, and I thought of you, Stu. 40 million people with diabetes will be left without insulin by 2030. They're saying that by 2030, there'll be 79 million adults with type 2 diabetes, 
that are expected to need insulin to manage their condition if current levels of access remain. Only half of them will be able to uh, get an adequate supply. Um, They're projecting that it's going to be a huge growth of type 2 diabetes in Africa and Asia, um, blah, blah, blah. Type 2 diabetes, isn't that uh, (laughs) because of food? Yeah, that, uh, that's partly caused by overeating. One of those things that sounds really bad. Mm-hmm. But first of all, I'm, I have a lot of faith that the free market will provide uh, the, uh, the insulin needed. This for is the- why I said that. <laughs> We're talking about tw- 10 years from now, 11 years from now, if, if we current. know there are going to be 40 million people, you don't think capitalism is going to say we need to up the insulin. Right. Unless they cure it in another way completely and you don't need insulin anymore. I love this. To manage the conditions, if current levels of access remain, well, it's not going to because of the capitalist system. Right. It will actually decline if you lose the capitalist system. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those things they have. um, There was a study that came out, uh, and it was all over the media the last week or so, that was talking about how scary it was uh, that, you know, cancer now is rising to levels it's now one of the highest killers um you know cancer now the biggest killer in australia ahead of heart disease this is a world health organization report Mm. now we went we go over this by the way the tour is happening this week Uh, we're going to tampa and orlando if you want to come join us glenbeck.com slash tour love to see you. get your tickets now by the way we're in we're in tampa on friday Mm -hmm. and then orlando on saturday and uh, I've got a pair of tickets uh, for each of those shows. If you're in Tampa or you want to come to the Tampa or Orlando, call now, 888-727-BECK. You can win a, f- a free pair of tickets cool. uh, so you can come to the show. But uh, make sure you grab your tickets online at glenbeck.com slash tour. It's, it's a lot of fun happening this Friday and Saturday, Tampa and Orlando. Yeah, part of the show, we focus on some of the good things that are happening in the world that we never They're hear stunning. about. And the cancer rates, you know, we've gone mm-hmm. over that. You know, there's so much improvement in that world. It's it's mind boggling. And what the, what the, when they dig into this report, what's actually happening is because they're saying it's the biggest killer now in Australia. That sounds terrible. Well, that's because people are living so much longer. They're living essentially long enough to get cancer, right? They're they're now getting to the point where that you don't get cancer. Uh, you know, these types of cancer that you don't typically get at 50 years old, and people were dying at 60, so they weren't getting cancer. They were dying of something else. Now they're living to 80 and 90, and they're developing cancer very late in life, and we're acting like it's this tragedy. Well, they just lived an extra 30 years. This is not a negative. This is a positive. And the same thing with, with the diabetes stuff and, and obesity. They came out and said that you know obesity is now a bigger problem than hunger. We act as if obesity is a problem. If we could get to a point where we all choose to die, that's a great world. right? Where we all have to make bad decisions to die. We don't just die because of things we can't control. If we can get to a point where we all have to choose to be fat, lazy pieces of crap, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what eventually causes our death. Now, I hope we don't choose that, of course, but but we will. But that's a, a <laughs> better outcome than like you know the plague. Yes, right. Like this is or a good, starvation or starvation, which is the most one of the most brutal, brutal ways, to, ways die. to die. Most brutal way to die. So this, you know, there's some really good things that are happening in the world. We just choose not to notice them Mm -hmm. we just choose not to notice them you know i've i've got a couple of books i'm going to take a quick break and then i'm going to i'm going to come back and i'll give you some of the highlights of this list i'll post later today of the books that i have read that that i would recommend i've read a few others that i would not recommend but 
Um, <laughs> if, I'll give you some of the uh, books that I've read that I really recommend in different categories. Um, but but one of them is, what is it, uh, Enlightenment Now? What is the name of that one by uh, Steven Pinker, Stu? Yes, uh, I believe that is it. Um, hang on. It's, uh, yeah, Enlightenment Now yes. by mm-hmm. Steven Pinker. Uh, and uh, that is that's an amazing book. Incredible. It, it, and it, it is all about guys. It's 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 not what you think. It's not what you think. There's another book uh, called um, uh, It's Better Than It Looks by Greg Easterbrook. Mm-hmm. Have you read that one? Parts of it. Yeah. yeah. He's really smart. He's really great. Yeah. And you you look at it and say, wait a minute. It looks really bad. His point is, yes, it does look really bad, but that's because nobody's showing you the rest of the story. And when you start to see how much progress we have made and you stop concentrating only on our problems, all of a sudden you start to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's not throw this away. This is actually really good. This is really good things going on. We're being taught in school. Think of this. Your children are being taught America is bad. It's a racist, horrible place. It's nothing but a killing machine. Mm -hmm. And capitalism is starving people to death and taking their money. None of those things are true. None of those things are true. Now, you could make the case that those things are true if you leave out the other side of the story. You can equip your kids with some really good stuff about capitalism. Uh, but I, I would suggest that you start with it's uh, it's what is it? It's uh, it's better than it looks by Greg Easterbrook. Back in a second. Sponsor this half hour is uh, Casper. The weather getting colder. The struggle to get out of bed is, oh, man. It was 60 degrees here, wasn't it, last week? Oh, it was really nice, yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, we were in 20-degree weather up in the mountains. And uh, as I was leaving, one of the guys said, oh, you're leaving. It's about to get cold. And I'm like, about? It's 20. Like, yeah, it's going to be about four next week. <laughs> oh, okay, glad I am got down yesterday. Sunday was beautiful, just beautiful. Uh, and then it got chilly really fast. And uh, I don't know about you, but I have a hard time getting out of bed. When it is when it is cold, I like to hide under the covers. The most comfortable mattress, the one that will not help you get out of bed because you want to just <laughs> crawl up and fall asleep, is Casper. You're going to love Casper. And it's guaranteed because uh, it is a, a mattress that they allow you to try it out in your home for 100 nights if you don't love it. And I mean love it. You just call them up, and they'll come and pick it up and refund every single penny. It's Casper.com. Use the promo code Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, Casper.com. Terms and conditions do apply. You'll save 10% on your entire order with any Casper mattress right now. Cyber Monday deal, 10% on the entire order. Casper.com, promo code Beck. Let's uh let's go to Kim in Florida. You want to go to the uh, Tampa show this Friday, Kim? I do. I'm so excited. I've been listening to you for years and years and years. Yay! Well, thank you so much. Who are you going with? Um, I think my daughter. My husband's out of town. Yeah. 
Yeah. A lot of people say that to Glenn, and uh, then scary uh, things happen. Uh, then, this I mean, chicks dig me. Mm-hmm. Chicks dig me. And, uh, and uh, no, Kim, I'm happily married. Uh, um, <laughs> you too, by the way. And I, and I smell like chicken, uh, strangely now. So, uh, anyway, um, uh, Kim, we, we have your tickets for you. Hang on, uh, unless we already have all of your information. Congratulations, and we'll see you Friday. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Thank you. Me too. Thanks a lot. Uh, Let's go to Barb, who wants a couple of tickets to the Orlando show. Hello, Barb. How are you? Hi, Glenn. Hi, Stu. I'm good. Thanks. So you want to join us in Orlando? I would love to. We haven't seen you in a few years. Uh, We've been keeping him in hiding. Yeah, it might be a little shock. Might be a little shock. Things to change. Things (laughs) Things have changed. changed. The years come. The pounds come. (laughs) And then, we, and then you start oh, looking works. like Colonel Sanders, yeah. and uh, you just can't well. stop it. Uh, uh, Barb, uh, who are you going to go with? My husband. Oh, good. And and uh, what do you guys do? What do we do? Mm-hmm. Uh, we take care of my dad, and he works for a mouse. He ah. works for a mouse. Hmm. Ah, interesting. Yeah. So uh, into pest control or something. I'm not sure what that means. Um, <laughs> Barb, thanks so much. We'll see you in Orlando on uh, on on Saturday. Okay, we look forward to it. Thanks Thank you. so much. You bet. Bye-bye. It's a fun show. If you want to join us, all you have to do is go to glenbeck.com slash tour, uh, and you can get your tickets for Orlando and Tampa this week. So uh, I, I, I started making this list of the books that I have read that I've enjoyed that I thought might make good uh, presents for somebody um, this year. Um. And I've I've broken them up into into categories. I have history. I have novels, social science, uh, teenagers, uh, tech, and future. What do, you, what do you? Jeffy told me teen is a popular category. I don't know what he was referring to exactly, <laughs> but well, I, you know, I, I'm I'm trying to think of the um, uh, the books that can teach your kids uh, something that that they should they should know and there's a few things that come to to mind and i've reread a few of these uh, first of all the know your bill of rights book by sean patrick hmm. is really good i don't care how old you are it's really good um and you will know the bill of rights and you need to know the bill of rights um but i i, I you know i would look at uh, 1984 and brave new world and fahrenheit 451 i think kids would uh read those now and it's it's a very uh, real. I mean, Brave New World, 1984, Fahrenheit 451. That's all really happening now. I mean, 1984 is here. Yeah, we're it's gonna, in China. We're going to get into that China thing more this week. But that yeah. is an incredible story that uh, is not getting much attention at all. If, by the way, if you're into that, I read a book called The People's Republic of the Disappeared, uh, which is really interesting how people just kind of like disappear. And uh, and what happens to them? This is written their accounts of what happened to them after they were disappeared. Now, as helpful as your completely unreadable chicken scratch on yellow notebook paper is, yeah. would this be something we could post on the web? Yeah, we're going to post this online. Uh, so, you know, I'll give you some some other uh, some other really good books uh, for you to read in all different categories. Uh, if you're looking for a Christmas present, we'll have that for you online. Glenbeck.com. So it's Cyber Monday. There's several things that uh, you can do. You can go online today. You can buy tickets to the Tampa and Orlando show, which happened uh, Friday and Saturday at glenbeck.com. Also, shop.com. 
theblaze.com is a, a great place to uh, do some of your uh, the cyber shopping for fans of the show. The uh, I'm I'm much to my chagrin. The uh, new uh, Glenn Beck T-shirt and coffee mug and uh, for some strange reason pillow is out. Um, it's uh, also you can get it for your iPhone case. The 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 uh, picture is. Uh, resembles a bucket of chicken with my face on it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, some will find that funny. Uh, others, namely me, will not. Um, but uh, <laughs> never, never a concern. Yeah. Here. Lots of great stuff up at shop.theblaze.com. Uh, I'm going to post these later today. Uh, these are some of the books that I have read in the last year that I, I highly recommend. I'm in the middle of Kate Morton's The Clockmaker's Daughter. This is kind of a, uh, a search through history. Um, uh, this uh, woman uh, in present day England, she is working at a, a conservatory and she is uh, she opens up. I think it's a satchel, uh, some sort of a satchel, and she has to catalog everything. And she's captivated by a picture that is in there. She remembers that in a story that her mother used to tell, but she thought that this was a story that was just her mother's story. So how did this picture of this old house get in there? It's exactly what she saw. So she starts this investigation and it goes back about a hundred years and you see what is happening. And I don't know how it ends yet, but it's really, it's a lot of fun. If, especially if you're like, you know, history hunts, uh, it's just a really good uh, story. Uh, there is a book called White Rose, Black Forest, which I read, I think, in the spring and loved this book. This one is about a an allied soldier, World War II, and he has to fly in and parachute into the Black Forest all by himself. And he's going in as a German soldier. Uh, and uh, he has to kill one guy on a certain date. He's going to be in a certain place. He's got to kill him. Well, he goes in, and something happens to his shoot. I can't remember exactly, but he lands in the in the forest, and I think he breaks either one or I think maybe both of his legs, uh, and he passes out, uh, and he's out in the snow at night in the Black Forest. Well, this woman, this German woman who lives in a cabin there in the forest, she happens to, you know, be walking in the forest. We, you know, you, you know, but he doesn't know that she was going actually to kill herself that night. She sees him unconscious. She takes care of him and then drags him back to the cabin uh, where she nurses him back to health. Well, he's trapped and he can't move because of his legs. What she can't tell him is that she's anti-Nazi and her biggest foe is the head of the SS in her small little town. And they have just destroyed her family and she hates the Nazis and that's why she was going to kill herself. But she can't say this because he's a German soldier. But she starts to realize, I don't think he's a German soldier. Hmm. He can't tell her. I'm not a German soldier. So it's this game back and forth the whole time, this mental game and how it ends is just, it's fantastic. Um, that is called uh, the White Rose Black Forest. Robert Harris wrote a book. If you're into tech and see what's coming, 
Uh, he wrote a book called The Fear Index. It's a novel. It's great. It starts with a murder in Geneva. Um, this guy uh, was working for CERN, uh, and he had this theory that he could make an AI that could predict, you know, uh, uh, habits. And he used as an example, it could predict the stock market and it could actually make money. So this guy from Wall Street comes in and says, hey, I want to hire you for this. I want to I want you to build this for me. And so he does. Well, it turns out that he actually creates AI and then it starts to move into AGI. And its goal is to make money. Well, fear, don't fear the machine, fear the goals. Its goal is to make money. It now is taking on a life of its own and it is piling money in. But like plane crashes are happening just after the stock is dumped and it's no one's in charge of it. They can't seem to shut it down. They don't know if they want to shut it down as the guy starts to figure things out. Now he's smeared in the press. He's set up. Is this a person? Is this AI? It's a fantastic story. There's some crazy uh, audio from Elon Musk. We should get to today on AI where he's talking about, I mean, he's absolutely in this world, and he, you've talked about him as uh, you know being very skeptical of how this is happening. He's yeah. seemingly making major moves to try to make sure that we do oh, no, it he is. and yeah. do it hopefully ethically. The, ethically yeah. yeah, no, he's uh, he started a huge foundation to to mm. do it, but he doesn't believe it'll be done. Nor do I. You can't put this genie back in the bottle, and somebody somewhere is going to go. I wonder what would happen, you know, <laughs> right. And, and that's the, the Robert Harris book. Mm. Also, the new Dan Brown book that came out this year, Origin. That's uh, along the same vein. And it's really, really good. If you know somebody that is into history, there's a few things uh, that I that I highly recommend. Um, the new Reagan book by Bob Spitz. We just had him on as a uh, podcast over the weekend. Listen to that podcast. It's fantastic. Even my kids enjoyed this podcast. Um, really great, really great podcast. Great book called Reagan by Bob Spitz. He went in and he he was not a fan. He's a guy. He's done the Beatles. Uh, think the Stones. I, I can't remember. He's got a long list of he writes the ultimate biography of people. Um, and he Springsteen too. Didn't he do Springsteen? I'm not sure. He worked he, with Springsteen. He, he, he writes these books, the people that change culture and, uh, are, uh, deeply loved by a group of people. The only person he said he was with his wife and he, he was like, who can I write about next? And she said, Reagan. And he said, absolutely not. He didn't like Reagan at all, but he decided that Half the country loved him. There has to be something. And so he went and he started to track him. And he met with people that have never been interviewed before in his hometown that knew him and his family. He went in and he had access to Reagan's personal papers. They're not even in the library. Okay. They're his personal mm -hmm. papers. One other author has had access to these, but he left them sealed. And the things that he found in those papers, just awesome. And he understood and really began. He loves Reagan now. Still says, I disagree with his policies, but I love this guy. Mm. 
Um, it's a great, great book. Um, another one called Defying Hitler. This was actually this. This is a uh, an unfinished book. It just stops uh, in the in about you know, towards the end of it. Um, it is the best history book on Germany I have ever seen. The reason why it stopped is the guy escaped from Germany, came over here, became one of the leading authors uh, and leading uh, um, um, authorities on Hitler himself. He was writing it in Germany as a as a missive to the West saying, look, you don't understand our history. You don't understand what's happening. You don't understand what he's doing and how this is affecting even my friends. Pay attention. It is fascinating. It's called Defying Hitler. Another uh, book that I read uh, over the summer uh, by Thomas Cahill is How the Irish Saved Civilization. I don't even know why I picked this up. But I picked this book up and I loved it. You will, um, because of the way Ireland was, a lot of the books when Europe was burning were uh, taken to Ireland and left in Ireland. So a lot of the knowledge of that should have been lost was preserved by the Irish. But also the whole story of St. Patrick I couldn't find any snakes, but do you know what he did drive out of Ireland? Slavery. He was a slave who was captured, I think, in Great Britain, and the Irish were horrible slave owners, and they would just come and they would just capture people, and they would take them and they'd sell them into slavery. Well, St. Patrick, he escapes uh, one night, just because he heard the voice of God and he just walked, uh, he gets he walks all the way across Ireland, gets to a ship. Uh, Providence kicks in. He goes back to England. He never wants to have anything to do with um, with the Irish again. And he's prompted. You got to go back. And so he starts changing people's hearts one town at a time, one church at a time in, in Ireland. It's a great, great story. Um, a couple of other uh, real quick. If you're interested in tech, The TechWise Family by Andy Crouch is a great book. This is for if you're thinking, what do I do? How do I protect my family? The TechWise Family. Um, far as AI, ASI, AGI, our final invention by James, I think it's Barrett, uh, is really good. There are three of them here that are really, really good that are, I think are must reads. If you want to understand what's coming, our final invention, then Max Tegmark wrote life 3.0. And then Brett King wrote augmented. All three of those are really good. And I think it's Life 3.0 that talks about the industries of the future that will survive. Then one more category, and I've got a lot more books, but I'll post them all online. This is just real quick highlights. Um, in the social sciences, uh, how, to win, how to win friends and influence people. I started reading <laughs> that. I started reading that again. I read that when I was a kid. I started reading that again. That is the book on how to win. This is the book on how to bring America back together. 
This is the best thing I have read. Uh, I have read in a long time for his solutions, how to win friends and influence people. Ben Sass book them really good. Um, Yuval Harari. This is a frightening book, but you will understand how uh, leadership around the world. This is a very respected uh, guy, respected by global leaders. Everybody reads his book. Who's anybody? This one is it has some truly frightening things in it. Um, the way he just looks at the world and you get an insight on what's coming. It's called 21 Lessons for the 21st Century. You may not agree with the lessons that he wants to give, but you should know them because this is the direction of the world. 21 Lessons for the 21st Century. Uh, then real quick, The Coddling of the American Mind by Greg Lukan, uh, Lukanoff. And Crisis of Responsibility by David Banson. There's more on these lists, and uh, we'll give you the complete list at glenbeck.com. We'll have that posted later today at glenbeck.com. Sponsor this half hour is American Financing. Most people believe... That to refinance a home loan, you first have to finance for 15 or 30 years. And that's not true. American Financing is going to show you how. When refinancing to eliminate mortgage insurance, lower your rate, or consolidate high interest debt, you don't have to worry about resetting your loan. Because at American Financing, they offer 9, 13, or 18-year loans. So it's really any term that you need. And it's a custom loan. You choose the term based on your budget. They'll find the most competitive interest rate. It's mortgage your way because they're not a bank. They don't work for the banks. They're not trying to sell you something. They want to find the best thing. They listen to you. With a fixed rate, no matter where the interest rates goes, yours will stay the same. And that is really important because your monthly payment is going to increase if you have an adjustable loan. And now... Trust me, now is the time to get a loan or to refinance. Um, it only take you a couple of minutes. Get started right now by calling pound 250. That's pound 250. You do that on your phone using the keyword American loan. That's pound 250 on your phone. Use the keyword American loan or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I think I need a dog whisperer. My, my, my dog, Uno, uh, you know, we just lost Ella. Um, and, uh, Uno is, I think seven, we've had him for about four years and I don't think I've ever seen him happy until we went on vacation. We took him on vacation. We went up to the ranch. Um, and, uh, I think this was the second time up on the ranch, but Ella was alive and Ella ruled the roost. I mean, she, he didn't eat until she finished. I mean, she was like, you know, he would actually walk around the couch across the room if ella was laying in the living room i mean he just did not mess with her um and uh i think this is the first time i've seen him happy and it's crazy terrified by your other dog it sounds like well maybe i don't know i mean they they i mean he seemed fine but you know the other the he was out in the yard and he was like rolling rocks and like 
<laughs> all by himself. <laughs> he was like playing frisbee by himself for a while. I've never seen him this happy before, ever. I mean, he was a different dog. He doesn't howl. He doesn't bark. He doesn't do anything unless, you know, he's supposed to. Up at the ranch, he was a crazy dog, but wagging his tail. So happy. I feel really guilty now. I brought him back, and he was like, okay, we're back here. Okay. I feel really guilty because uh, I think I saw him happy for the first time. I need like a dog psychiatrist. <laughs> Glenn Beck. What does freedom mean? What does it mean to be free? I mean, they can take away everything. In the end, what what is really yours? How should a free society act? What does freedom mean on a personal level? What determines or who determines who is free? Imagine the First Amendment vanishing overnight. And suddenly there were limits on what you can and cannot say. Would you be alarmed? How much would you lose if we didn't have freedom of speech? If we didn't have press to report on it? You could no longer say what you want. Whether or not something was offensive to you or not wouldn't be up to you. I mean, not unless you were a part of, you know, a small group of activists that had gained control and then they could impose their viewpoint. And they could say that you can't discriminate and you couldn't harass. Now, it's important to say, as we're in this thought experience uh, experiment, that nobody wants discrimination. Nobody wants harassment. But activists are now having a a good time coming up with a definition of what those words mean. By their standards, discrimination and harassment have less to do with insulting or abusive language and more to do with the general public's proper use of a transgendered or LGBTQ, I think it's I, person's uh, self-identified gender pronouns and expressions. Now, this has happened. Canadian Bill C-16. The pro-transgender bill, which punishes misgendering. This is the one that Jordan Peterson uh, came up against and said, I'm sorry, I'm this is a freedom of speech issue. Now you're into thought crimes because now you're forcing me to say things that I may not believe. The bill is also passed in New York City, allowing 31 legal gender identities. And you best not make fun of it. Now, it hasn't spread much further than New York in America. Not yet. But the symptoms are popping up. Twitter recently announced a ban on misgendering or dead naming. I didn't know what dead naming was for a while. But you apparently cannot say. I'm not supposed to say Caitlyn Jenner used to be Bruce Jenner. I'm dead naming. Bruce is dead. This is Caitlin. So by saying, Caitlin, weren't you in the Olympics one year? Can't say that. 
because Bruce Jenner is dead. This is the new person, period. You can now be banned for misgendering or dead naming. Now, Twitter is a private company. They can do what they want, and they are doing what they want. But we can still be a little concerned about the decision here. It's a little shocking that science is being discarded in the name of progress. The new rule says, quote, we prohibit targeting individuals with repeated slurs, tropes or other content intend to dehumanize, degrade or reinforce negative or harmful stereotypes about a protected category. That's the key here. A protected category, because I don't know about you, but. All those things have been done to me online. You're a conservative. All of those things have been done to you. But you're not a protected category. See, when you get into free speech, the idea is all speech. Otherwise, you have to have somebody decide, well, now who's protected and who's not? Who deserves a little more free speech and a little less free speech? They say, we at Twitter recognize if people experience abuse on our platform, it jeopardizes their ability to express themselves. No, if they choose. I know I've chosen to just not read stuff. I've chosen to kind of back off of Facebook some. That's my choice. Nobody can make me do anything. They add, research has shown that some groups of people are disproportionately targeted with abuse online. Yeah, try being a conservative on Twitter. This includes women, people of color, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual individuals, marginalized and historically unrepresented, underrepresented communities. You know, we're talking about all these things that are happening in the past. And to, so to uh, fix that, we're abusing new groups today so the groups that you're now abusing someday you're going to have to have a policy and say that's a protected class now because they've been underrepresented uh, uh, underrepresented and uh, and they've been abused and it's got to stop how about we just stop with that stuff how about we apply this equally for those who identify with multiple unrepresented groups abuse may be more common intersectionality how many times are you intersected by the man's oppression it's unclear what data or evidence twitter used to determine this information but we can say for sure that the transgender population comprises about 0.6 percent of the u.s population So why is transgender rights constantly a topic in a world that is on fire? What happens when the underrepresented are actually overrepresented? Because that's what's happening here. So much so that it's infringing on everyone else's freedom. It's Monday. November 26th. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So, there's some new patents that have just been issued uh, to Google uh, that uh, is really, it's, it's quite interesting. 
patents tell us uh, Google is developing smart home products that are capable of eavesdropping on us throughout our home in order to learn more about us and better target us with advertising. It goes much further than the current Google Home speaker that is promoted to answer our questions and provide useful information. And the Google-owned Nest thermostat that measures environmental conditions in our home. It now comes with a microphone. Oh, good. You don't have to walk over there and turn the little dial yeah, thing. That's exactly right. What or the, go on your phone, which you could also do. Now, what the patents describe are sensors and cameras mounted in every room to follow us and analyze what we're doing throughout our home. They describe in these patents how the cameras can even recognize the images on a, a, a person's T-shirt. And if it's a movie star or a singer, it will alert the person Hey, by the way, did you know that person is in a new movie? Oh, by the way, you want tickets to their concert? It also connects to the person's browsing history. One patent reads, according to embodiments of this disclosure, a smart home environment may provide with smart device environment policies that use smart devices to monitor activities within the smart device environment, then report on these activities and provide smart device control based on these activities. So they're monitoring us and reporting back on what we're doing. Mm, sounds great. It will be in your home. Um, uh, soon. So that's that's exciting. We've had Charlie Warzel on before. He's a reporter for BuzzFeed that talks about. You know, he's a technology reporter. Yeah, and he he was talking about the new Facebook uh, thing that they've just released, which is basically like a screen with a camera that you're kind of just like it's kind of like an Alexa with a camera and a screen almost. Mm-hmm. And he, he called it a an in home panopticon. Which, oh, it, yeah. if you know, if you've ever been to Eastern State Penitentiary in Philly, you know this. But it's like you know, it's, it was an old style. I didn't know that's where that was. That's yeah, yeah. That's where that one is, at least. Oh, I mean, wow. but they did. Um, it's a fascinating place to go watch because it was an old style design of a prison. It, it was. It was actually deemed uh, cruel yeah. and unusual punishment. Mm-hmm. So they had to stop using it. And but the idea was. You, you everything you do all the time is always seen. So all of the cells were made like in a like in a what is it the Apple uh, the 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 new Apple building that's a circle. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, it's, so it's yeah. a, it's a giant circle. The prison is a mm-hmm. giant circle, and all of the cells are facing the center of that circle. Mm-hmm. The guard stands in the center of that circle on every floor, and so they can watch everybody at all times and so it was great for the prison it was deemed cruel and unusual punishment because you had no privacy so for somebody to say oh facebook's just uh, uh, just released a panopticon <laughs> yeah. is cruel and unusual punishment it was not meant as a compliment yeah uh, but it's true we don't even I, you know his point in the, in the story which i thought was interesting was we like Facebook gets a good amount of heat from the media and from consumers about being creepy, right? Like they're just like, they're doing stuff that's creepy. It weirds us out, but we do nothing about it. We don't actually care. We keep saying we care. We don't actually care. So they, I mean, think about Facebook who's in the middle of not only all the stuff that they dealt with, with the elections and all of that, but all the privacy stuff, 
all of the the the, the you know mistakes and and all of that they've been dealing with for multiple years and in the middle of that environment they introduce for consumers a screen and camera for you to talk to in every room in your home all the time and expect it to be well received and it seems to be i mean that is I, we are why is china why is china Spending so much money themselves building this system when we are building it for them. So in case you don't know, the the social credit uh, monitoring system in China, in all Beijing citizens in 2020 will have this. Um, and it is it, it 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 monitors 22 million citizens uh, in 2020. It's going to be nationwide. It it's supposed to turn on in 2020, um, but they have already started it with, I think, 22 million. And uh, it it monitors everything. Mm-hmm. And if you get great social credit, if you're talking to the right people online, if you're shopping at the right stores, if you're, you know, paying your bills on time, you know, if you're not jaywalking, it, all of that. All of that. You're not talking harshly to others. All of that goes into your social uh, media score. And when you have a social media score, if it's in the green zone, you're great. Mm -hmm. But if it's in the yellow zone, which already 11 million people, 11 million. And that's just flights. Just it's 11 million people who have been blocked from booking flights. Four million high-speed uh, train trips have been blocked. Over three million just upgrades. So you want to go and you want to be in business class? No, you can't. Your social score isn't good enough. Again, they just done this. This is a small scale. It's not going to be fully un, un, uh, you know, unearthed until 2020 and 2021. Um, but, and they're going to have everybody in the middle of the system. Listen cool. to this quote. Listen to this quote. quote. When they want to blacklist you, um, they have the people they uh, choose uh, and, and say that are untrustworthy citizens will quote be unable to move even a single step, end quote, according to the government's plan. This is what they're admitting to. If you are on their blacklist, you can't move a single step. And by the way, there's no way to there's there's no way to fight this. Uh, if you're Chinese, you get it. You're on the list. Doesn't matter. Uh, uh, by the way, um, it's going to monitor if you're giving blood donations, because that's what a good citizen does. Mm-hmm. You're living a healthy lifestyle. Are you eating and exercising? Are, are you volunteering? Or do you do volunteer work? Because that's what a good citizen does. If you violate traffic laws, smoke or drink or speak poorly about the government, that's what a bad citizen does. Yeah. And what they're saying, you know, because how can you ever tell, right? Like when you're saying something that pisses off an, an authoritarian government, it's almost impossible. And what, it, what they think it's going to do is, yeah, a lot of people are going to get burned by this, but the larger scale of it is people will just be so uninvolved in politics because they're terrified that their daily lives will be destroyed, that they just won't pay attention at all and stay out of it no matter what. And what was the, I mean, you know, they talked right. about the, you know, the United States being a government that is only, can only work with a moral and engaged people, mm-hmm. right? It's the exact opposite. They want to create a, a, an entire population that is completely disengaged so that they can do whatever they want, whenever they well, want. Well, I think that works out fine here, too, because that's what's happening to us. We're so tired of this. We'd, glav- we'd gladly give up a bit of our freedom for somebody just to take this and handle it so we don't have to worry about it anymore. That's what they're creating. Yeah. 
That's what they're creating. And we want we have a thirst for it. Oh, yeah. Look, look at the look at this. The Cyber Monday specials today. You'll see right at the top of the list. You can get an Amazon Echo for 24 bucks now. 24 bucks. Yeah, the Echo Dot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, by the way, that's a uh, pretty good price. Uh, no, don't put it in your house. You go Amazon. Yeah. Roll the dice. Google. Do not put it in your house. Don't get an Android. Don't put Google in your house. Do not <laughs> put Google in your house. Android is the most popular. Don't do it. I mean, I I just don't know how you live life without that anymore. I honestly don't know how I, you get I around. use Google. I use the Google search, which is enough. Um, not Chrome. I don't use any other Google product that I know of. A Google uh, search, you're right, is enough. A Google search is enough, but it's not putting it in my home. Do not allow Google Nest to be put into your home. Well, I have to change the temperature in my upstairs. I know it's so hard to do, isn't it? Well, I mean, we're willing to sacrifice. Phone. You're willing to sacrifice reporting on how you have your temperature gauge set and a microphone in that thing. You're willing to just give away that right because I don't want to walk upstairs and turn that down. It's so far. I mean, it, you know, several steps to get there. All right. Here's one piece that you can put into your home. It is Simply Safe. Simply Safe Home Security. We've been talking about Simply Safe for years, and, and we've been talking about them because they are the best. The, the, these, this is groundbreaking technology, or it was when it came out. They're still way ahead of everybody else. But this is this is now settled. Having a wired system in your house going, you know, with Brinks or who, whoever you might have, you're paying way too much money. I mean, way hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars every year. Way too much. Um, it was simply safe. You own the system. It's $14.99 a month, $14.99 a month. What is that going to save you just there? And you can cancel any time because there's no contract. So you want it this month, you know, for the holidays because you got a bunch of stuff in. And then in January, you don't care if people you wish people would come in and steal some of the crap. You know, turn your turn your system on. Turn your system off. It's no big deal right now. If you order now, you're going to get 25 percent off any new security system and a free security camera and their cameras are unlike anything else it has a shutter that you hear open and close so you know when it's on and nobody is hijacking you simplysafebeck.com get 25% off your security system and a free security camera but hurry it's only today only today at simplysafebeck.com simplysafebeck.com Glenn Beck. We have to have we have to get Tika Tuari on uh, because Bitcoin is getting crushed, crushed right now. Yeah, all of it is. All the crypto stuff is. Yeah. Getting he destroyed. said crypto would be up forty thousand by the end of the year. He's got to be. He's got to be revising that at this. He's point. He's not. I can't. Believe I just. I just. I just uh, read something from him, and he said, I, "I can't adjust it." I'm telling you. All of this is bogus. This is this is panic, panic Mm -hmm. and people in the big banking system crushing this because they're all about to open up all of their their Bitcoin um, offices and all of their their investment 
you know, lines. Yeah, why would they be dumping money into new right. invest, like investment lines if they're going, if they think it's over? There's all right. these things, like oh, Bank of sense. America is opening up a Bitcoin trading desk. It's taken them over a year to do, maybe 18 months to do. Why would they be doing that while they're saying that it, it has no future? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they could have bailed on it six months ago. So he's saying this is panic, and it is also... Uh, the big institutions talking it down to get it to the lowest price so when they open up their doors, they can invest and it'll shoot through the roof. That's what he thinks. <laughs> I don't know, man, but it's, it has taken a beating in the last week. You know, I think we really, as I said at the beginning of the hour, define what freedom is. What, what, what is freedom? What does it mean? You know, right now we're freeing slaves all over the world. And what you're doing is amazing. Truly amazing. The Nazarene Fund this year had a goal of 15,000 people to be rescued. And by December 10th, we believe we will have 15,680 uh, that you you have rescued and it's truly remarkable and the things that we're doing on we we had a big gala here at the studios and um uh before i i went on to to talk uh the guys came in from the middle east who are part of the teams that go in and and rescue people and they brought me a an isis orange jumpsuit that was actually worn by a christian that was destined to eventually be beheaded but they were a slave but as soon as isis collapsed isis took off their black garb and they took their prisoners out of the orange jumpsuits and they just went home and they kept the slaves and as I was holding that, you know, for that gala, I, 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 I mean, it was, what did that person go through? What is that person still going through? And what has this audience done to, to, to somehow stop that suffering in so many people's lives? It's really incredible. It really is. I don't think there is, I don't think there's ever been an audience like this before. Do you? It doesn't get any credit. No, you know, it's not seeking it, but it doesn't get any credit for what it does. It, it's 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 raised and given tens of millions of dollars away. We're we're on the front lines. Name another show that does this radio or television whose audience does this. It's you that do, does it. You're on the front lines of the fires and the hurricanes and rescuing people. You're on the front lines of. Of fighting ISIS to the point, did you hear? I'm trying to remember if this was said at the the gala. The um, uh, the State Department, the State Department was having a, a meeting with senior officials who I won't name because I don't want to get anybody uh, in trouble. But uh, they were having a meeting, and they were being read the Riot Act on why are why are we not doing things. For the Christians, why is this not happening? What's going on? 
And uh, somebody in the room raised their hand and said, there is one organization that's doing more than most countries, including us, and that's the Nazarene Fund. And the senior official said, tell me about it. They did a report, and when they reconvened, shame on you. If they can do this, how come you can't do this? Uh, I mean, it's, it's really, truly amazing what's happening. We had a great time at the gala. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. You had uh, an interesting <laughs> couple moments there. I had it. There was one because uh, you do this auction every year where you're kind of you know there's a bunch of really cool items that you mm-hmm. can bid on for charity, and mm-hmm. if you you know you win them, the money goes to charity, which is mm-hmm. great, and you get something cool out of it. Mm-hmm. And there was kind of a bidding war going on at, on at one point over this one thing, uh, the Gettysburg Address, and it was kind of getting really high, and it was intense in the room. And, you know, you hear the back and forth of who's bidding on it and, you you know, you can't see anything. And at one point I stood up to look over to see who was bidding on the left side, my left. Um, and uh, it was um, your wife. <laughs> I you? could not <laughs> I could Tanya. believe it. I couldn't believe it either because uh, uh, it was not cheap. It was not cheap. And I could not believe it. I kept... I kept saying to her, I said, well, you didn't know who I was talking to, but I was like, it's up to you. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's I was wondering why you were saying this to some random bidder. It yeah. wasn't. It was it was it was my wife. wife. It was my wife. And your shared money so, that was being spent on on this. We both look at it as charity. We gave that to charity because that was uh, donated. And actually, that money is going to. Uh, help preserve the uh, Lincoln artifacts up in Illinois. Yeah, what was it? So the, it was the only copy. Of- so there's there was there the original Gettysburg Address when he was walking off this little stand in Gettysburg, Abraham Lincoln. A reporter from you know New York said, "Mr. President, can I have the notes of your speech? I want to make sure I get the quotes right." And so he did. He handed him the handwritten copy of the Gettysburg Address. The guy reported on it and then threw the notes away because he didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. Okay? <laughs> so the original is gone. It's like a fifth Beatle decision. Right. There. right. right yeah. So then uh, Abraham Lincoln was asked by the guy who gave the speech uh, before him that nobody remembers. That was two hours long. He said, could I get a copy of the speech? And then at the same time, they were trying to raise money for veterans. So Abraham Lincoln wrote out two copies of the Gettysburg Address. The one uh, that is the famous one now is the one that has uh, one nation under God. Okay, We don't know if it was in the original or not, but he put it in, in this copy. Um, the, the other copy was sold at back in the day for charity as well to raise money for the wounded veterans. Mm-hmm. Okay. This copy went, I don't know how it got here, but it got to the Lincoln museum and it's only allowed to see the sunlight for three days out of the year. It's, it's valued at, I think 22 or $25 million. Okay. So we asked the Lincoln museum uh, you know, is there anything you want to participate in with our fundraiser and all the proceeds? And so they call us back and they said, you know, nobody's ever made a copy of this and we'll never make a copy of it again. Uh, but how about a very high resolution 
you know, the right kind of paper and exactly the framing and everything else. The only copy made from the original ever. How about that for auction? And I said that to Bill O'Reilly, and he was like, I'll bid 20 grand on that. And that was way in the rearview mirror. Yeah, Bill didn't show up, so <laughs> Bill didn't show uh, you up, took him down on that one. I was really glad. <laughs> I was really glad. So you have it now? I don't have it. We didn't We didn't write the check. I haven't oh. written the check yet. I mean, I'm not good for the money. Oh, okay. So It's an IOU. <laughs> yeah, we got, on the, we, we, we got on the plane. We left, and then we were, we were going on vacation, and... And my kids said they were because they were watching it online and they were like, you bought the Gettysburg address. And I said, no, 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 not me. Your mother did that. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> Unfortunately, they know where you are. So you're, you're going to have to actually give them the me. money. They're going to track me down for that now. All right. Our sponsor this half hour is blinds.com blinds.com. The. The holidays are, are about gratitude and family and a fresh start, and that's what we should concentrate on. Now, if I could be a little bit commercial here on Black uh, or on uh, Cyber Monday, let me tell you that this is the perfect time to get a fresh start for your house, the perfect time to affordably transform every room in your house if you want to. This is the, this is the cheapest way to truly make an impact on the look and the feel of your home. And it's with window treatments and just blinds. When you put a new set of blinds into your house, you won't believe the difference it makes. Blinds.com, every order gets free samples, free shipping, free online design consultation. And now today, today only, 45, is today the 28th or is it the 26th? Uh, 26th. So 26th. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's two days. Now through November 28th, you can get 45% off everything at blinds.com. Wow. And you have to use the promo code back. And it's only until the 28th. You'll get 45% off everything. Plus, because you've used the promo code, they're going to give you an additional 5% off. So you have 50% off. Blinds.com, promo code Beck. That's blinds.com, promo code Beck. Rules and restrictions do apply. Central American caravan that is heading towards the U.S. border uh, are planning on waiting for the additional 20,000 migrants arriving in Tijuana. And then their plan is to enter the United States en masse. masse. Um, One protester said um, they plan to enter illegally and are unlikely to apply for asylum. One uh, protester said or one migrant said it's a waste of time. It's a process that takes months and years. It's a long time. Another one said, uh, this is Frank Martinez. I personally, uh, I personally, and I know many people will attempt to do the same thing to cross illegally. I'll enter illegally because we want a better life and I'm in a hurry. Oh, excuse us. Uh, the migrants have been offered asylum in Mexico, but they have no plans to take them up on that offer. It's not my intention to stay here in this country. My intention is the United States. It's a great, great, great part of that story, too. Yeah. Like, they, oh, they need to get out of Honduras. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. They need asylum. Well, they've been offered asylum. They're just not taking it. Right. They, they've been offered no, they, by, they by, by Mexico. They want the United States of America. Yeah. They don't, they're not looking for 
They're not looking for asylum. They're looking for the United States of America. And they're here. They're crossing the border. They're climbing fences. They're doing all the things we were promised that they would never do. Uh, And the only thing that gets covered is, do you believe that they're still obsessed with this caravan? I told you. I told you. And I know you. I know you felt it, too. Last spring, they are going to make our southern border into the Gaza Mm -hmm. and uh, Israeli border. They are going to do it. We're going to see the same thing. I think they are creating Palestinian refugees. And that tactic has been effective for them, at least as far as global opinion goes. With yeah. Israel. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'll look horrible on the United States and and Mexico will have everything to do with it. Donald Trump, he just came out today and said, build the wall. Congress, build the wall. And he's talking about shutting down the government. If he doesn't get this, is the last chance for him to build the wall. If he doesn't get this wall passed through this Congress, at least in this term, this term, mm-hmm. yeah. If he doesn't get it passed through this Congress, it will not pass this term. Um, and he's saying, "I will shut down the, I'll shut down the government and uh, build the wall. You've got to finance the wall." Risk is pretty low for him here too. Obviously, the election is passed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a government shutdown might hurt him, but I mean, the way the news cycles work by now, twenty twenty is so far off; it's going to be a distant memory. Any shutdown that we would have now, he's got a couple months to get this thing done before the end of January. And, and- I think. I think people will not take kindly to 20,000 people trying to rush our border. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I just people don't. just will reject that. They will reject that. It's different. It's not the DREAM Act. This is not a DREAM Act push. No. DREAM Act. Oh, a kid came, so, came over. He was four years old. He's, he's 18 now. He's never. He doesn't even know his own country. There is a lot of people you can win over with that argument. And the polling is pretty good on that, on, on saying that those people are allowed, should be allowed to stay. Uh, you know, no fault of their own. Their parents dragged them over here. They were kids. I mean, look, the, we know the reality of it is a lot more complicated than that. But that story connects with people. You know, they they see well, that as the, something. The media is going to do exactly to the United States what they do to Israel, and they are uh, they're already doing it. Look, we gassed these children. What responsible adult is running with your child to try to storm the the American border? With armed guards on the other side. From a country that's already offered you asylum right. and protection. I believe also and uh, safe shelter while they figure out the U.S. Yes. asylum claims. Yes. So, I mean, like, you can still go for the U.S., but we're going to keep you here. And, you know, Mexico's trying to do, trying to appease us in that way. Um, and I think they Mexico's smart enough to realize if this does turn into a situation where 20,000 people are running against our border, that wall will get built. And it's probably not the only easiest path to get it built. built. I will be no aid to Mexico. No aid to Mexico. You couldn't stop this. You've got 20,000 more people on the street. Turn the caravan around. Turn the caravan around. You know, if this was happening with us and Canada, and Canada, you know, was our sugar daddy, I got news for you. I think we would be turning this caravan back to Mexico. You make sure it stops. You you stop that caravan. Is it, is it interesting to you at all that here's a, here's a group of people coming from largely Honduras, but other places as well, um, marching with the Honduran flag to get asylum from Honduras? 
Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's a weird thing. You feel like, you know, it's like people who wanted asylum from Nazi Germany who weren't, weren't, weren't like, hey, here's our big German flag. We're really excited about Germany right now. Like, you're leaving the country you say is such a mm-hmm. hellhole. It doesn't seem like the time to, to run a commercial for it as mm-hmm. you walk down the streets of Mexico. It's a very, I mean, I, I guess if I were, uh, uh, you know, someone who was seeking asylum away from the United States, there'd still be a part of me who would yearn for the good things in the United States. Um, maybe not the current government, but still I might have national pride in some way still. So maybe that excuses it. But it's a weird thing to pitch. Hey, you need to bail me out of this horrible country. Mm-hmm. And if you're not sure which country it is, here's the giant flag I'm carrying. Mm-hmm. And that is a weird stance. You know who's going to play, uh, who's going to be lead point man on this, I think, for the Democrats is going to be Beto. You think Beto? Yeah. yeah. Beto is, I mean, they're already talking about a 2020 run. Oh, But yeah. he's already come out and said, this has to be handled with compassion and yeah. The United States has to do this right. Look, I, I'm all for compassion. I was the guy who went down to the border the last time. It's not the same situation. No. That's not what this situation is. Um, these people are coming with intent and with the cover of the press. The press said they'd never make it. Oh, they're hundreds and hundreds of miles away. They're not going to be climbing the walls. They're not going to be rushing the border. They're just simple migrants that want to No. 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 It's not what they're doing. No. They're making their choice, and they're saying, we're coming in whether you like it or not. That is an invasion force. No. Glenn Beck. Mercury. Mercury.